0: So this podcast is hosted by two mental health professionals. We Can't Adult contains our guests and our own personal, potentially biased opinions. We do not claim to be providing therapeutic advice, but rather ideas that you should research yourself further or discuss with a therapist. We are discussing these topics independently from the opinions and beliefs of our employers. here we're in person today. Yeah. You and me. Yeah. But I'm excited, it's been a while. I know. And that was I our plan your last face. time. I missed your face. Yeah. And we actually um we do need to make future plans but we can do that in our private time. Yes. Um but what I wanted to know is what have you been doing this week? <laughs> That's such a stupid <laughs> question. <laughs> for, for anybody listening, this is election week. You're gonna, you're, you guys already know what happened. You have the, you have the knowledge um, that we don't have. Um, and so this will be a blast from the past. What have yeah. you been doing this week? <laughs> um, I think that there's an adequate
1: way to describe it. And the words aren't coming to me other than uh, maybe a cesspool of anxiety. That might That's be good. good. That's good. And sadness. Yeah. 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 That <laughs> <So>. is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, confusion. Okay. Comes to mind. Yeah. Confusion. Uh, bouts of rage. Oh. I think. It makes me wish I was more of a rageful person. Really. Yeah. I've got plenty.
1: <laughs> I'll. I'll borrow some sometime. Um,
0: Yeah, very angry. I'm much more vocal on social media now, which I'm sure will come back to haunt me at some point. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's been this week of election twenty twenty. I'm really excited to have this time capsule now. I hadn't thought of that (laughs) much like in the way um, I just I was listening. This will be another episode where we talk about My Favorite Murder, but I was just listening to the most recent episode of My Favorite Murder, yeah. and it's a Quilt episode where they... um That's right. Yeah. They took one from... It was May 2016. That's right. So it was before even the first election. Yeah. And they're so blissfully ignorant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean...
2: Everything was simpler.
1: <laughs> I do love, like, when I'm in the process of catching up on a podcast where I'm like, oh, hey, I know what point in time this is from. Mm-hmm. And I get to listen to their either excitement or slow realization
0: of horror. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. So this will be that for people. I love mm-hmm. it. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, because this will be dropping, like, right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And right after Thanksgiving. Joy not being able to see your family probably. So
1: there's that. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. That is what I'm, that's actually what I was going to talk to you about was, you know, that whole, I, I had made for for people listening at home, I had made plans to be with my, my chosen family, um, my friend here, um, because my family is largely in the South. Um, and then I was reminded that she lives in New York and I live in Vermont, <laughs> and we have a uh, somewhat of a pandemic feud going on right now, yeah. so we'll have to figure that out so that I don't spend Thanksgiving crying on my couch. I'd rather cry into macaroni and cheese. Yes, oh my gosh.
1: Yes, we will work it out, because where I'm at is not the sea of red as it is where my family is, which is my excuse for not going.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great excuse, actually.
1: Yeah. Um. Just, just, you just watched the map and there's just this huge sea of red over pretty much everything but
0: Eastern New York. <laughs> that gif, that gif that shows the slow, not even slow, but like it shows the monthly progression. Mm-hmm. That's it's, exactly what I was thinking. It's of. a horror movie. Like, set that to some music. That's a straight <laughs> horror movie. Yep. Yep. I got mad one of my friends had posted that and somebody laugh reacted and i i legitimately commented and i was like who who's laugh reacting at this
1: (laughs) um that would be something i would do as sort of a nervous dear god reaction (laughs) people nervous laugh react is that a thing but that's probably because i don't get angry okay i get angry i don't express being angry (laughs) so Uh, anyways
0: yeah hi china Hi, Katie.
1: This is our podcast. This is our podcast.
0: We're on our third episode. I
1: know we haven't quit. We haven't quit. We're we're going. How many? How long does it take for something
0: to become a habit? Uh, either twelve or fifteen, maybe twenty-two. It's one of those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that much. I'm we'll, sure of twenty-five. We'll
2: 27 i think
0: 27 27 27 thank Mm -hmm. you that was helpful yes um so let's just bring andrew in now yeah because because he's made himself he's come out of the the shroud yes i do all of these wild gestures that nobody ever sees it's fine
2: it's okay Um, but we've got andrew he's our first guest hi andrew what's up everybody i'm andrew (laughs) Co worker, friend. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, great personality. Co worker, friend, great personality. Yeah. It did feel like there needed to be three. It, characteristics. it did. Rule
1: of three. Yeah. Athlete. Athlete, there we go. <laughs> that feels a lot I mean. less hollow than personality.
2: <laughs> mm. You could also use the term uh, narc, which is non athletic regular, or narp, a non athletic <laughs> regular person.
0: So wait that's... a second. Did we just learn that Andrew's a narc?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: So wait, I need you to define that for me. Wait, right, because you are
1: athletic. Uh,
2: I, yeah, I used to be. I, I still retained the body from from all of the years of it, but I, I don't know if I would have the stamina to continue being athletic. You
0: just instantly um, made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> By saying so? that. I've <laughs> retained the body from him, but I don't do anything. <laughs> as you eat your bowl of ice cream. <laughs> I'm you um, out him about his ice <laughs> cream. Now everybody knows.
1: No, know. And I have it. goldfish as my comfort food, so. Mm, good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, feeling that yeah. salty. Salty snack. Speaking yeah. of speaking of, do we want to talk about our fails? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As our guest, do you want to go first or last?
2: Ooh, um, I'd elect to go last.
1: Okay. Okay. That's fair. All right. It's between um, you and I then. It is. So You're I think for my fail this week would be uh, it's Again, it's one of these things like I had last week where it really isn't a fail, probably to the rest of the world, but it feels like a fail to me.
0: That's all that matters.
1: Which I... As long as
0: you feel like a failure, that's all that
1: matters. (laughs) (laughs) I had pretty much an anxiety attack when talking to my therapist about getting a gift. That's it. It was about getting a gift. I had a panic attack about it. Full down, full meltdown, sobbing, yep, yep, cause and this this will be an ongoing theme until the end of January yeah. probably for me. No February February. Okay, cause I do have a partner, and that partner we just celebrated our ninth anniversary. So yay, Hooray. Been forever. Thank you. <laughs> um, but then we have. Christmas, their birthday Mm -hmm. is in January, and then Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So that just, and then on top of it, buying things for everybody else's gifts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I spent most of my time with my therapist processing the fact that I don't, I shouldn't hold the fact that everybody's going to be disappointed in me because of what I got them. (laughs) So, which is pretty much the, the seed of where the anxiety comes from so right.
0: nobody's going to be disappointed in you yeah. and love is not a competition i know mm. Di- is
2: gift giving your love language
0: it's not
1: okay. and that makes a lot of sense so mm. yeah and that again something i talked about with my therapist is like i know my love language is more of i'm going to sleep on you for five hours and get that physical connection
2: Mm -hmm. We have the same love language then.
1: Nice. Mm -hmm. My partner does not. (laughs) Yeah. Which, as far as I have been able to pick up, because he's not a mental health person, but um, his love language is more of acts of service. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's Zeb's too. So, Mm. that's what I went with for our anniversary is I tried to clean the entire apartment. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which then drove me into a further spiral because... Why did I not clean the apartment sooner? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so that's interesting though, um, because i I identified because of because of my brain um, and my you know, fear of rejection and all of that stuff. Um, I tried very early on in my relationship with Zeb to try to figure out, you know, his love language because I'm I'm a person like I I say like I love you I like I I like you're the cutest person in the whole world you're the smartest person um, and that doesn't that does not work with him um, but I still do it because that's me and he tolerates it it's fine um, but I did learn that he's an active of, acts of service person but and so what's hard then is that I've noticed when I try to. Communicate in that language, and I try to be like, "Oh, I'll do the dishes this time." That stresses him out because then he's like, "Well, but that's what I do. Like, I do the dishes. Like, it, it feels like I'm taking that away from him." Yeah. Um. That, so that's, that's not that's not my partner's case. But go. For no, that. no, no. But that's and that's immediately what I thought about. Yeah. Like, if I if I had tried to do that because I've done that, I've done that a few times, mm-hmm. and Zeb has had to get like serious with me and be like, doing dishes like it it calms me like that's my calm down time i like doing that and so i've had to be like okay i guess i won't do the dishes uh um. i wish i i
1: wish i kind of have a dishes fairy but it's it's definitely not my partner and i um, <laughs> and for the world to know that is what my household refers to when somebody does something as sort of their regular chore i guess mm-hmm. And, you know, things just get done on a regular schedule. So, like, I'm the laundry fairy. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, and my roommate is the dishes fairy.
0: So. I'm fine with not doing the dishes because I actually, part of my, like, my, my obsessive compulsive disorder is um, pretty well managed with medication. I do say obsessive-compulsive disorder because I don't want people to get confused with the fact that everybody just kind of throws out, I'm OCD,
3: yeah. um,
0: when what they mean is obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. Um, my my obsessive-compulsive disorder uh, most often manifests in dishwashing, where like I feel like I have to wash a certain type of dish and wash all of that certain type of dish or something mm-hmm bad is going to happen. So washing dishes is a really stressful time for me. So it's great that you have somebody who wants to do it. (laughs) I've been I've had some of the craziest thoughts washing dishes. Like, um I'll think that I've washed all of the bowls and then I'll move on to plates and then I'll see a bowl and I'll be like, oh what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Do I do I stop washing this plate? Do I The world is going to explode. Or or like I've told Katie before I'll like look at a spatula and I'll be like, is that, is that a utensil or is it? (laughs) (laughs) So it's probably best (laughs) (laughs) to handle that. (laughs) Yep. That was not my fail for this week though. um, (laughs) Because I did not do it. Um, My fail for this week uh, is that I just have not been able to stay off of my phone. um, And it doesn't, that doesn't feel good to me. Um, but ever since Tuesday, I've been pretty pretty much glued to my phone, updating, like, even though it automatically updates, I still refresh it in case for some reason it broke and didn't update for me. Yeah. Um, talking about it all the time, like, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, I'm not a person who enjoys feeling addicted to something, and I feel addicted to this election. It's not good. good. Yeah.
1: I, I think... Most people can get on that boat,
0: mm-hmm. so good. I'll take you all down with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I guess that's me then. Yeah. Um, I think my fail of the week happened today. Actually, uh, I, I got really angry, um, because my schedule got a wrinkle in it. Um, And it wasn't something I could control. So I guess you could say my lack of control, um, my not being able to deal with that, sort of led me to um, driving slightly recklessly for a few minutes um, around Rutland during rush hour, which definitely is not safe. Um, So I definitely need to, I don't know, maybe process that or... or, um,
1: I like the word wrinkle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a wrinkle on your Yeah.
2: Yeah. I got to I got to iron it back out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And figure it out. It makes me um, feel
1: like it's fixable. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh,
0: that's true. So.
2: Hmm. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad that, that that resonated with you because I am um, it, it felt like a wrinkle cuz I I was mad and then I so what i did i kind of just floored it i i stuck on the gas and i i went um pretty fast and then i i took a turn and and went down some uh some neighborhood roads because i thought that that might help me just to look um i always try to keep an eye out for the little signs where people have listed their houses for sale because i'm always on the hunt for good deals want to get my own house but Um, that was, uh, a pretty decent coping skill that I used and found out that it kind of helped a little bit, Um,
0: Nice, like giving yourself something to look at and look for.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of scared myself before I got to that point. I was like, why, like I'm in a machine that I have Mm. control over that could hurt me and a lot of other people if I'm not careful. And if I don't have a handle on my own emotions, so I feel like it was a fail in the moment, but I'm glad that I was able to kind of rein it in.
0: Yeah, I was about to say and I and I I try to hesitate. I also I wanted to find a I wanted to find a win in Katie's fail and I and I stopped myself. Um, but also, yeah, I'm glad that you were able to point out that that mindfulness is mm-hmm. not a fail. Yeah. <laughs> No, the and I'm glad, look. I'm really glad, I, I do want to just say and, and give, give some space for, you know, we're all here, and it sounds like we've all had, and Shudder included, I don't want to leave Shudder out in this, we've all had really challenging days um, and week, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're all here, and so I really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm glad you're safe i'm glad you're
1: safe Mm. too yeah me too um
2: definitely not going to do that for a while
1: (laughs) as uh, my partner is frequently the kind of person who's reckless as i give china a panic attack from remembering something i've told her before Uh about them um that just picturing that like oh oh gosh been there Mm. been in the car with someone like that so Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he does yeah. just stories. Just stories stress yeah. me out. Yeah. We'll sh- we'll share the story a
0: different time.
1: Yeah. Um
2: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um So I, I last month <laughs> I keep wanting to say last week. Last month. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. When we get it together. <laughs> when we pay out more money. <laughs> when we get more Patreon subscribers. Okay. Um, last month we, we were starting our discussion really about, about rejection, fear of rejection. Um, I, I had pulled up this article from HeySigmund.com. HeySigmund is where I got, uh, some of my books, some of the therapeutic books that I use in my work, uh, that, that, talk about anxiety and worry. Um they talk about the experience of anxiety as the warrior, which is really fun. I really like how it it pulls strengths. Um and this article does the same thing. It really talks about how, you know, rejection, the fear of rejection is our body trying to protect ourselves from the pain. Um and you know, it talks about how rejection it hurts and sometimes it's it's excruciating is the word that that they use. Um, but it, it also highlights what we miss out on um, when we kind of let it take over. So this article, and we'll post a link to it, I think, um, this article has kind of 17 <laughs> ideas for how to, um, how to clear the path, so to speak. And so we're going we're gonna to go over like five at a time. I know that doesn't work. 17 doesn't but. break down into fives, <laughs> but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, I can do five now, and, um, and we'll just kind of talk about it. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so um, the, first, the first idea that they had was look at what it will give you. Um, so it, it's saying that there's more to gain from kind of going for it. Um, whether or not you get what you want, there will be other things that you'll get from trying, um, know that, like any fear, every time you confront it, the easier it will be to push through it next time. You'll officially be braver, more resilient, smarter, and ready for the next, for next time. And there will always be a next time.
3: Okay.
0: So basically saying that when
1: you are confronted with the possibility of being rejected, you, it's better to try and fail than not...
0: Right, and that that makes sense from a logic point of view because then the choices are you get what you wanted, or you maybe don't get what you wanted, but you survive and you get something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps a uh, I don't know, like a stronger. Um,
0: <laughs> <I can't
2: laughs> it's just gone. Never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you were on to something. Yeah, yeah like,
2: yeah. It, it could build up your resilience yeah. to yeah. rejection.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the more you recognize that you won't die. Because <laughs> I think yep. that is, I think that that's your body. Your body is like, I'm going to die if, if I don't get the response that I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it certainly can feel that way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've definitely been there. I remember, I think i think in any relationship i've ever started because i'm always the person i will not make the first move i will not ask them out i will not like i and i think even still sometimes i'm like oh i hope that pulls my hand um because because my body i feel like i will die if i go to hold his hand and he pulls away i won't survive that I'm 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I think that's a lesson that people who are 109
0: still probably are working on. So. Probably. Yep. This makes me remember a nerdy thing that happened to me last night. I was playing a, uh, I was playing a role-playing um, tabletop game. Mm. And uh, in this particular game, if you fail a role, you get experience. Yep, and like, isn't that just the thing? Like, you can take the chance, and if you don't get what you were going for, then you at least still get experience from it. Yes. Yeah. So one of the one of the D and D podcasts that I
1: listened to played a very similar like version of that, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very cool because yeah. you succeed. And the thing that you wanted to happen happens, but if you fail,
0: you get the experience, yeah. which is pretty cool. It is cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you can also get hurt, but you still get experience.
2: Right. <laughs> and I was just going to to say, to draw in a little bit of the sports aspect mm-hmm. of it, um, the, the thing that that makes me think of the most is, um, you know, trying out for a team mm-hmm. where there is... Um, depending on what caliber of team, if it's a travel team or if it's a, an elite team or even a school team, um, (laughs) there is this feeling that I know I've felt, um, because I've been, I've tried out for teams and I've been successful in making them and I've also gotten cut. Um, but I've learned something about myself almost every time Hmm. and it's helped me to grow in other ways. And I think that that is something that you can get from sports as well as other after-school or extracurricular activities um, that you you gain the experience, like you're saying, sort of like with D&D and um, with tabletop games, that you yeah. gain that experience of knowing how to face rejection and how to face it graciously and not get super-duper upset if you don't make the team.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. would you get, like constructive criticism when um, the coach or whomever would come up and be like, hey, so, you know, we can't, you know, we have enough kids and we're going to have to let you go. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do they ever give you pointers for next year?
2: Um, Some do. It definitely depends on the coach. And I think it depends on if you've had a prior relationship with the coach in other teams. Because I had a lot of coaches who, like, we had, I played on a CYO team, which is a Catholic youth organization. Mm -hmm. I played through the church that I um, used to go to. Um, And the same coach who helped to coach that team also coached my AAU team, which is Amateur Athletic Union, which is that sort of elite team that I was just talking Mm -hmm. about slash travel team Um, and when I didn't make that AAU team because we had had sort of a relationship before I tried out for that one he was able to give me pointers that I could work on while I was still playing for him Mm -hmm. and that felt really good but I've also had coaches who will send out letters Uh. as a way to share or let's say for example in middle school we would each get an envelope with the result of our um, tryout and we were not allowed to open that letter at all before we got into the car because they didn't want anybody to see it or hear about it. They didn't want the drama to start if you didn't make the team.
1: Yeah, that's crazy that you had tryouts in middle school. Granted, I, I have, I came from a very small school, but I did soccer and I just joined.
0: Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. remember trying out for softball. I yeah. I probably would not have been on the team oh, if I yeah, had to try no. out. <laughs> mm,
2: yeah. There were teams that I don't... Well, okay, so I went to uh, a school in northern Vermont in Chittenden County. So there were... Me too. Really?
0: <laughs> Wait, do, you're from Chittenden County?
2: Yeah, I'm from... I'm, am I allowed to say that on here? I'm, I'm from Colchester.
0: I'm from Huntington.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I went to so, MMU. Oh, yeah. I remember playing <laughs> MMU in <laughs> basketball it's and in soccer. <laughs> <them. Yeah. laughs> Wait, did we ever play each other then? Well, I would have been in middle school. No,
0: and you are so much younger than me.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Are we about to find out the age difference between us right now?
0: Well, I know that you just recently graduated from college <laughs> i
2: graduated two years ago I'm, yep. i just turned 25 <laughs> this summer so would I, we have caught each other
0: nope okay <laughs> oh, <laughs> no nope.
2: so it yeah probably not elementary them. school <laughs> right <Yep>. all right
1: <laughs> it's cool uh, it's cool yeah. i'm the oldest person in this room slash conversation <laughs> she sure is i yeah. i am not that much older so okay. <laughs> ages but a number it is And honestly, now that I have breached this, we are completely off topic, but (laughs) now that I've gone over the 30 hump, I really feel more like as much of an adult as I probably will ever become. (laughs) So
0: I have third, I, I have third, um, I have heard that 30 is really where it's at. Yeah.
2: Mm, I have also.
0: Yeah. So I'm getting there. You are. I'm creeping. Um, No, I'm excited to hear more about sports. Um, Yeah. And that's the only time you'll ever hear me say (laughs) that. Sports. (laughs) Really, I'm going to put my jersey on and listen to you talk about sports and rejection.
2: If I get you for Secret Santa again this year, I'll have to get you something sports.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, We should talk later. Um, (laughs) uh, The second thing here is what you focus on is what will become important. You'll always be able to think of more reasons not to take a chance than reasons to go for it. And there's a reason for that. Humans are wired for survival, which means we tend to be risk-averse. This pulls our focus more toward what we have to lose than what we have to gain. Whatever you focus on is what will become important. Catch yourself fixing on the potential for rejection. I wonder if it's meaning to say fixating. Maybe. I'm going to say that. Okay. Okay. Catch yourself fixating on the potential for rejection and gently shift yourself toward what you have to gain. When it comes to the things that light you up, it never, it's never a numbers game. All the reasons not to take the chance just don't matter because the only one that matters is this. The risk you're about to take might be the thing that makes you some, that takes you somewhere extraordinary. I really like that. Yeah. It's a little cheesy, but I like it. it is, well, it's, ri- it's written by people who write children's books. Uh, okay mm. Got it Also they're from New Zealand
2: A good place to be right now
0: Ah oh, god uh, That only. At the last In the 2016 presidential election <laughs> I started looking up um, Moving to New Zealand mm-hmm. I think I said this even in the last podcast um, <laughs> That I even I signed up to get alerts for job openings In New Zealand Um <laughs> <laughs> And then just this year, I got a job posting for a clinician. <laughs> Three years later. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I might, I might be moving. This might be our last episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's risky, but I like, I like that. The risk that you're about to take might be the thing that takes you somewhere extraordinary. Mm. Yeah. Like that, t- that sports thing. It might bring you. It might make you sports. Um, <laughs> I'm trying so hard to relate to you.
2: It's really okay. I can I can fill in the gaps okay. where you where you need that extra help.
0: Thank you. To so like You're regionals welcome. or something.
2: Um, making it to, uh, let we could say. We could shy away from basketball and we could say making it to, uh, states because you could be trying to qualify for a specific time, let's say in track and field ah. where, you know, I've got, uh, uh, do the hundred meter dash. That was one of my favorite, um,
0: Sounds fun. events,
2: <laughs> super fun. And the four by one, cause you just, you didn't have to run more, but you had more people. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, if you're trying to, uh, mentally prepare for a race that you know is the last chance you're gonna get before you have to go to states or you have one time that you're like just below that can sort of be that mindset that you put yourself in when you're backing into the blocks which is the this you know places where you put your feet and then you go and yeah
0: okay no, I like that. I like that. Oh,
1: I think my favorite memory from this podcast episode is going to be China pretending like she understands <laughs> and yeah. nodding like she understands.
4: <laughs>
0: super Bowl. Right. Right. Free
2: throw.
4: <laughs> super Bowl. <laughs>
0: I, hope, I hope our team makes it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to use that next time we watch (laughs) football Um. (laughs) Um, this is kind of I think it's another way of saying it but um, number three is rejection gets you closer to what you want the right things will always find you but sometimes you have to fight for them someone or something is waiting for you exactly you take the chance because this might be it if it's not, know that you're a step closer to what you're looking for and what's looking for you that sounds scary (laughs) sorry sorry um keep going until you find it and know that whatever risks you take and whatever rejections you go through none of it will matter when you find what you're looking for which you will Mm -hmm. that's comforting Mm -hmm. when we get past the part where it says what's looking for me will will get closer to finding me Um, yeah oh
1: reminds me of all of the stalkerish songs um, <laughs> yeah, so
2: do you ever feel like sometimes when you are trying something new or facing rejection that you get, um, more caught up with how many times you try and that can be inhibiting how many times You try?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think a great example for me for that is how many job applications I had to put in after I graduated. (laughs) Mm. At least a thousand. Oh. And of those that actually I got some kind of response back to, maybe
0: a fifth of those. (laughs) So. I... I feel like I have really low persistence <laughs> um, because I am, like, I, I'm i so risk-averse. This is embarrassing to admit. Um, I'm so risk-averse that I I sometimes won't even try something that I know that I'm not going to be immediately good at.
2: I have like, that same fear.
0: I would love to play guitar, but if I don't pick it up and play Stairway to Heaven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a random one to pick out of the air, but okay. <laughs> it's got a killer guitar solo. It's true. Um, um, if I if I don't pick it up and Im- immediately become good at it, then I'm gonna die again. Like that's.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I am. <laughs> it's
2: antibiotic time.
0: Okay. <laughs> Better cut that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do oh, not. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do not cut that out, <laughs> except that that is Leo's protective health information, so we can cut that out <laughs> um yeah, no, so i'm I'm trying like I'm really trying to think of an example of mm-hmm. of me trying something more than once and failing, and I just, I'm coming up short because I don't put myself in that situation. That's a great yeah. homework assignment then for you, China. It yeah, is a great homework assignment, yeah. actually. Today's
1: I can today give you another sports
2: getting... example. Oops, yeah,
0: sorry. that's okay. Go ahead.
2: So um, there was a point when I was in middle school where I watched a movie about uh, one of my favorite basketball players, Pistol Pete Maravich.
0: Mm, yeah, Pistol Pete.
2: Who, yeah. There you go. Sports. Yeah. And um, he
0: was on Parks and Rec, right? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should go back and rewatch that and try to find it. Um, but so I I wanted to learn how to spin a basketball on my finger and I oh. wanted to do it for an hour because there's a movie that's about his life that he that's one of his like really good accomplishments that he shows off for everybody because mm-hmm. somebody doesn't think he can do it. And, um, and I wanted to do that. And so I tried it and I tried it and I couldn't get it. And it was like, I, I tried really hard for two weeks and I couldn't figure it out. And so I had to go back and I had to look at the video or the, the movie. And he had started to learn how to do that by balancing a broomstick on the end of his fingers. And he would try to get it like that first. And then he worked up to just spinning the ball and catching it and spinning the ball and catching it and then spinning the ball and trying to land it on your finger. And then, you know, yeah, it wobbles off or whatever. Yeah, baby and then, steps. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. And so I, I got really frustrated and I stopped for a while and it took me an entire summer to learn how to spin a basketball on my finger. And it's <laughs> a skill to this day that I can continue to do because it's just that muscle memory. But... I was so frustrated at first and I didn't want to go back and try it, and I just watched the movie. Over
0: we again, and... need a clip of you doing that to add to our Patreon for yes, bonus please. content. All
2: right. I... Do, I, have... I do have a basketball right here.
1: Yeah. All right, well, we're on not recording, so. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> video recording.
2: <laughs> I do have a, a video of it on my phone. Okay. Um, not of this one, it's actually with a holographic basketball that I use for my clients. What? yeah it's really cool <laughs> um artificial light makes it that makes it very cool yeah all
0: right andrew just pulled a basketball out from under the piano <laughs> <laughs> that is the I craziest just thing I just, <laughs> I just wanted everybody to know that all right
2: it's pretty flat but that's okay i don't want it to hit my head so mm. <gasps> oh wow this was one of the hardest parts to learn is like, oh my getting, god. Not hitting it off my finger. Yeah. And then you can switch <sighs> fingers. Oh. It's hard to go back from it. But so <laughs> that I was
0: really cool. Yay. That was really cool. That was well worth a $5 monthly per
2: screw. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I need to leave. It's okay. You got it. You got it. I need to leave. <laughs>
0: going to throw China out the window. I'm just going to th- I'm just going to leave through the window. <laughs> oh, it was well worth All the $5 right. monthly subscription and I'm on to the next. <laughs> this is so timely. I just stomped on my sunglasses. This is this is the perfect segue. Ready? Ready. Ready. The thing that feels like death is actually shame. And I can, and I can actually speak to shame. <laughs> Cuz I feel it um now. Um, so a fear of rejection comes down to a fear of shame. Shame exists to stop us from doing something stupid. It should, in theory. Um, antisocial, but sometimes really funny things. (laughs) But too much of it will flatten you. The problem is that shame can start showing up for every party, but you don't have to let it in. Shame can be awful. I know how awful it can be, but it's never fatal. It's never that. It's controlling and it's heavy-handed but it's nothing you can't deal with it's a really human emotion and we've all experienced it before we'll all experience it again some of us many times before the week is out <laughs> ah, ah attacked um <laughs> don't let it be the demon in the dark see it feel it and let it in wait <laughs> The more you can acknowledge it and recognize it for what it is, the less control it will have over you. So do we not have to let it in or do we have to let it in? I think it wants us to feel the feeling and then let it go. (laughs) Control. Control when you let it in and also let it know that it's bedtime and it's time to leave. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm... I I do feel a tremendous amount of shame most of the days and times. Mm. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How are you at letting it letting it out letting it
0: go? I've I think I've gotten better, because I think that I think that once you recognize shame, I think for a long time I didn't have a word for it. Mm. Um, I think becoming a clinician is tremendously helpful. So there's a. There's a hot tip for all of you at home. Um, Just, you know, go to grad school. Um, Just that small little thing. You might be $120,000 in debt, but then you'll start to get better at recognizing... (laughs) Andrew's face.
2: (laughs) That's what's in my future. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you got to pay it back all at once. You just will end up owing like two hundred
0: thousand by the yeah. end of it. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't um, transfer to your kids when you die, so don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that I do think that I've gotten better at. I think once you name it, it loses some of its power. Yeah. I'm a ruminator, so mm-hmm.
1: I will feel it and then feel it for the next three weeks. <laughs> -hmm. Well past how long I should have hung on to that feeling. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm an avoider. Like I'm one of those classic like, I feel I feel the shame, and then I know that, like, if I face the problem, I'm gonna die. I know that this says that I'm not gonna (laughs) die, (laughs) but it still feels like it's not written by scientists. So I'm not, (laughs) I'm not gonna take it. I'm not taking it. Um, so like an example is I, my cat ran out of the house earlier this week and um, it, it somehow led to a fight <laughs> between myself and my partner. It was not really a fight. I use the term fight. We never really fight. It's me being a absolute asshole and, <laughs> and him reacting to that and then me having a panic attack is really, that's what it is. And so flash forward to me being outside in the freezing cold looking for my cat. And I I just keep thinking about like, like you were saying, like I keep ruminating on the fact like, wow, I was just an asshole. And and my partner's mad at me and my life is over. Um, And then instead of just going back in the apartment and saying like, hey, I was an asshole and I'm sorry about that. um, I was just like, I'm just going to stand out here and cry about it, I think because that feels that feels safer for me to just be out here and cry for I don't know forever. Yeah. Until it's done. Yeah. Or you die of exposure. Either way I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget. Awesome. Yep.
2: Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that sometimes experiencing shame alone can be easier. Than experiencing shame and naming it with your partner. Because mm-hmm. um, I know, for me, I really don't like crying in front of people. hmm And so I'd prefer, if I'm feeling shame or if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need to let it out, um, I can go do that on my own and I trust my partner to give me that space, which it sounds like your partner does as well. Too much, um, but yeah. Too, too much. <laughs> But yeah, I I think and I wonder sometimes, too, if shame because my my first thought was I get I get embarrassed and I feel mm-hmm. shameful about things that happened in the past where like I'll I'll just be, you know, doing whatever, hanging out, eating some sunflower seeds or ice cream or whatever. And it'll be like, poof. Remember that time that you were a complete idiot and, like, yep. made a complete fool of yourself? Well Now we're just going to throw that into your brain, and here yeah, you go. That's
1: my and favorite yep. bedtime routine. <sighs> <It's, laughs>
2: during bedtime, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I know that sometimes I just, in the past, when I was young and, and didn't have social awareness as much,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I would do things around my teammates, um, and now that I think about them again, I'm like, whoa... I shouldn't have done that or like what was I thinking and I feel like shame about that
1: absolutely that reminds me mm. of pretty much like every time I felt like because I did soccer when I was middle school halfway through high school I decided that varsity sucked um <laughs> I always felt like I was being left out on purpose by my teammates mm. because me too. yeah Generally, I was the lowest man on the totem pole because I have never been extremely athletic in any way, shape, or form. I was just doing it because my family is super into athletic things, and I just generally like to play soccer. So I remember, like, there was one day I was heading to practice, and it was late, and I just felt like, oh, they left me out again. I didn't know that it was supposed to be starting at this time. It's because they hate me. So, rejection, and now remembering it of like, oh, God. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. What
1: did my poor little, like, 14-year-old brain think that, you know, the world revolves around me?
0: <laughs> well, let's not forget that that is, a, that is a developmental stage where we do kind of Shh. think that we're, like, well, <laughs> We do have that, where we think that we're center stage. Everybody's looking at your pimple. Everybody's looking at your jeans. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: but that's not going to stop the the
1: midnight, you know, shame fest that happens. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I think also another point that that just sort of made me think of, like, your your physical um, presentation um, within locker rooms as well, Mm -hmm. where there's shame for your body doesn't look like mine, so I don't want to spend time with you or I'm going to go and choose somebody else to be with. Mm -hmm. Rejection. Uh Um, And especially being a closeted gay person, Mm -hmm. um, part of the LGBTQ community, now I feel that when I think about locker room time from elementary school all the way up through sophomore year of college, um, I was hypersensitive of how I was being perceived and if I might make somebody else uncomfortable because I was looking at them for too long because I was either thought that they were you know beautiful or attractive or handsome or whatever and um I didn't want to make them feel icky or that I was you know like I because I knew where I was looking but they didn't know that I you know mm-hmm. that I was looking at them or um, what I was thinking and uh, and I feel like that was part of my own thought process, but not a lot of people and I've talked with some of my teammates who I'm still kind of close with over the years and I said, you know, hey did you did I ever make you uncomfortable in the locker room or on the bus trip or you know in college there's Teams that all shower together, and um, that made me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa!" But I would do it because it was just like what the team did as bonding, yeah. or um, and,
0: right, and it would draw more attention if you didn't. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there, my scene, or my sophomore year of college, the last year that I played basketball on the women's team at Castleton, I there was one other lesbian individual there who would choose to not participate and would not get undressed and redressed in front of everybody. And I envied that person because I didn't feel that I had the ability to step out of the social expectation and I kind of just did it because everybody else did it.
1: Yeah. Back to that fear of being rejected because you're not going with the flow of the team. That's so hard is that group think that comes with the team. Mm -hmm. So... And the worst thing you could possibly be is different. Different when you know it, it's such a <laughs> it's yeah. a tight knit group that can really develop, and it's like you die if you
0: become ostracized mm-hmm. because of something. Mm-hmm. So socially, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Andrew keeps setting me up. I I love this because the next thing on this <laughs> list, the, the fifth one we're done for today. But the fifth one is three hours later, let yourself be vulnerable. It will be one of the best things about you. So you're saying that this person, like you admired them for their vulnerability to choose not to participate in something that was uncomfortable for them. And that is one thing that I'm learning because I am trying to be more vulnerable because, because I'm trying to practice what I preach, honestly. Like, I, like in my work, I tell people like, you know, be, be vulnerable, it will open you up to joy and, and happiness and connection. Um, so I kind of have to, you know, walk the walk. <laughs> um, but, you know, t- it says taking risks means risks, <laughs> means being vulnerable. Own your vulnerability for the beautiful, messy, very human quality it is. And know that it's one of the best things about you. Um, and that people will admire you for it. Yeah. I do. I think my, my whole life, because I'm a, I'm a little bit of an odd duck. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit of an odd duck in as as anxious as I am and as, as socially anxious as I am and as, as fearful of rejection. I also present as somebody who doesn't care. Um, and I've got, I've pretty consistently gotten feedback from people that they're like, you know, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. You you must be so confident, which is kind of a backhanded compliment. Um, by the way, if you ever tell somebody that I wish I could be as confident as you, that's a backhanded compliment. Um, how brave you must be to just be you every day.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, I get the
0: context a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I, I've gotten that. Um that sense that that pe- that is a quality that people admire the the brave the bravery and the confidence and to be vulnerable and let people see you um, even if that means not letting people see you because <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you
0: mm-hmm. don't want to get changed in front of everybody yeah,
1: yeah.
2: what it's, it's interesting though because I feel like I mean I, I'll share, you know, in the next uh, month, Uh, at the beginning of December, I will be getting top surgery finally after months and months of... Thank you. I'm very, very excited. And I think it's going to eventually give me the confidence to let people see my body in a way that I've never been able to let them see. I feel like if I had been able to... I mean, I was blessed with a very small chest anyway, so I, I'm able to, quote, hide behind my clothes, you mm-hmm. know, for a while. I, I, I don't have the body that I want or that I am and need. Um, I am so excited to be able to share that body with people moving forward and be vulnerable because it it'll show my past. I'll have scars. I'll be able to talk with people about it. I'll be able to so trailblaze, I guess you could say, um, for this community that we're in. Um, so I think that while I was nervous and scared to share my body then, through my journey of figuring out who I am and what was making me feel vulnerable and shameful is going to shift, and I'll be able to get to that point where I can just take off my shirt and go into the beach or go to a pool or yeah. go for yeah. a run um, and not feel like people are staring at me because I have a, ch- a chest that is resembling a female chest.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I just have to own the fact that during this entire time I, am, I was so very excited because our December episode is going to be someone who could possibly talk about that after of all oh, of yeah.
2: that. Oh, sweet. So,
0: yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So i
1: that excited nice. that maybe we'll be able to get both sides.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> and I just not, I don't want to, I don't, I don't really want to move away from that because that's a huge celebration, but I do want to say that what you said resonates with me from the, from a different perspective. Um, when I being a being a cancer survivor, um I have this really gnarly scar that goes from my kneecap up to my hip and all the way around. Um, and as a as a child, I hid a lot. I remember having a full-blown meltdown because my mom had the audacity to to say that we were going to a beach party. And I was like, "No, I'm not." Um, and it was a huge fight, and I I just remember the, the shame in that, like, I couldn't let people see this, it was awful, but then as I got older, and, like, growing through that, and, and I guess coming more to terms with the fact that it's not shameful to have had cancer, and to have had cancer surgery, and I guess also moving from, you know, societal norms of what beauty is, too, like, now it's something that I, I not only don't, I I don't, like, feel like dying when I wear shorts and stuff, but, like, I'm, like, let's talk about it. Like, let's talk about what it was like to be a child um, with cancer because, yeah, I'm ready to share my story um, in a way that I could not have imagined doing before. Um, So I guess that's an example of how you don't die. It's true. When you, yeah. I'm glad we got there. We did. Should we take a short break so that we can we should let absolutely take a Andrew short break. talk
1: <laughs> and so I can walk around. <laughs> okay. A physical break. All right. All right.
4: Hi, everyone. I'm Shudder, the editor on this podcast. Uh, I wanted to interject a little bit and talk about some new developments that we didn't know about when we finished recording. Uh, Also featuring a lovely, uh, calming rain sound that is uh, happening behind me here. Uh, I wanted to talk about Patreon. Uh, For those who don't know what it is, it's a subscription service that uh, you can go to this website and give different dollar amounts per month, and receive different rewards from us. There are different tiers to it. For example, there's a $3 tier, which is the lowest one. It includes early access to episodes. As soon as I'm done editing them, I will upload them to Patreon. And you'll be able to hear them right away before the general public. At $5 a month, there is early access to episodes as well as bonus content like a read along from China and uh, a fun crafting video that China and Katie did together, and uh, much more to come soon. There's also unedited episodes that are uploaded extra early. I should say they're uh, more like lightly edited because I make sure that they're nice to listen to, but they include Tons of patron-exclusive goofs and banter, Uh, all kinds of stuff that I'd love to include normally, but I'm not able to. And uh, this episode specifically, that's about 25 minutes of uh, extra content. So, uh, kind of like an episode and a half. At $10 a month, there is everything that you get in the previous tiers, plus more bonus content, like monthly Q&As when requested. And I'm really excited to say we also now have a monthly yoga class provided for free to our $10 patrons by Melissa Cox at the gymnasium in Rutland City, Vermont. These are professional yoga classes, and if yoga is something you're into, you're really saving money on this deal. And I'm so excited that uh, we are able to partner with the gymnasium. They offer a variety of online fitness classes such as hers that can be enjoyed from the comfort and safety of your own home. The Gymnasium can be found on Facebook and on the web at thegymnasium.net, and you can also reach them by email at gymnasium802 at gmail.com or by phone at 802-773-5333. And I want to say thank you so much to the donors that we have now. Uh, These donations are incredibly important to us. Uh, It goes towards making sure that this podcast sounds the best that it can, and that's really important to me. We are looking at higher quality equipment, uh, possibly more recording times. Uh, and this goes directly to uh, everything that we put into it, the different fees that we have to uh, make sure that this gets out there to everybody. And so your donations mean a lot to us, and we're so excited that uh, you're coming on this journey with us. Thanks for listening, everyone. I will let you get back to the podcast.
0: Cool. So let's let's learn about Andrew and sports.
2: <laughs> all right, and uh, and LGBTQ because I yes. definitely think I want to tie that in too. Yeah. So, all right, Andrew, born nineteen ninety five. I'm a
0: Leo. <laughs> That's funny. Because
2: his name is Leo. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so cool when we met I, each other. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a sign.
1: Yeah, I feel sign. like this. We were suddenly like on a dating app or something because that <laughs> is. <laughs>
2: I am the fourth child of five children. I have three older sisters and a younger brother. Um, all is going to be relevant probably at some point. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm wondering um, about that
1: middle child yeah. thing.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, I uh, was homeschooled for. 14 and a half years, so wow. I, because I socially did not fit in well with the girls and boys who were in my class that I would have gone into in public school, um, I was held back in my eighth grade year and had to do it twice, which I was not happy about, but sure. now I understand. because um, <laughs> socially it was really difficult to, uh-huh. you know, I got bullied a lot, um, and yeah. that, you know, ties into the sports aspect as well. Um, because I, when I was homeschooled, I was still allowed to participate in sports because it was the town rule that if you, um, were homeschooled, you can still participate in extracurricular activities. So as soon as I hit sixth grade, I, I tried out for all of the sports teams that I could, um, realized I don't like field hockey. Oh, interesting. Don't like it at all. That's the I one sport it. that I could. Yeah. I couldn't do the the bending. You know, my my back couldn't. Yeah. I didn't understand why it was shorter. I've got to I'm be
0: perfectly honest. I think that I only liked field hockey for the skirts.
2: That was the reason <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs>
0: that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah. Uh, homeschooled for quite a while. Uh, th- sort of abruptly thrown into the public school system. Uh, in my second, eighth grade year, the spring semester. Um, So I played basketball. I played on the CYO team, uh, Catholic Youth Organization. I played on AAU, Amateur Athletic Union, and I played for the school team. Um, Wow. Yeah. At one point, I was playing on all three teams at one time. There was a bit of overlap. Um, So that was fun. And I was always really tired, but uh, it helps because I have, um, I at a young age, I had a, an ADHD diagnosis and I would get up on tables and beat my chest and run around and just say whatever I thought. And so thanks mom for helping me out with that. <laughs> but uh, So it
1: was your outlet for your energy as well as really your primary social connection.
2: Absolutely. Well yeah. said. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that in the future. (laughs) Um, So so that's sort of where I started with sports, where I started with my sexuality and gender. Um, Three year old looking through a magazine with my mom, saw a really beautiful picture of a bride and tapped her on the shoulder and said, Mom, Mom, I want to marry her. And my mom responded and said, you can't marry her. She's a girl. And I was like, "Well, uh, well, why not? Um, that's pretty much all I remember and all I was told, but my mom would always tell me that that was the moment that she sort of realized that I wasn't straight. Um, I don't know if she really knew what it was going to mean in the future, but that was, that was the first sort of little flag that went off for her. Um, I remember having my first crush in uh, my sixth grade year when I tried out for my first AAU team. The team was called Vermont Lightning, and uh, awesome. <laughs> it was such a fun experience, and probably to this day, one of my favorite coaches that I've ever had. Um, he was really good at uh, supporting me, um, both socially and on the on the team, on the basketball team. We got to travel a lot, which was really fun. We went to uh, the, uh, the New York, where they held the Olympics in... Um,
1: oh, Lake Placid?
2: Lake Placid, yep. Oh. We would go there for our... Uh, our tournament sometimes yeah it was a really fun uh experience I used to live near there there,
1: and I would visit that place all the time it's beautiful
2: it's such a great place to be definitely
1: and my partner sunk his kayak in Mirror Lake (laughs) 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 so anyways
2: yeah um so yeah that's sort of how everything started um I played on all three of those teams. Um, I played on the soccer teams through school. I didn't go off to try to play like Nordic or um, any of those like elite soccer teams just Mm -hmm. because basketball was my primary and my mom didn't want me to get myself hurt and uh, waste thousands of dollars that she was spending on me playing on those travel teams. So um, everything sort of came secondary to basketball. Uh, I did track and field as a way to keep myself in shape. Um, like I said, I don't have the attention span to do long distance, and I really like races being over quickly. Um, <laughs> and so I did... So uh, no cross country hun- for you. No, I tried it one <laughs> season and I couldn't do it. I did not like it at all.
1: Yeah, I knew a lot of people that would do that. They would either do cross country or um, track
0: and field because mm-hmm. they would prefer like a winter sport. Mm-hmm. So keep am yeah. in shape. Yeah, it's funny that you say the attention span, because I've said that before, because like I do run when my leg lets me. Uh Um, I do run and I've told people before, like, I just don't I just get bored. Like, I don't have the attention span for long running. I I watch Riverdale on my iPad, on my tablet, on the treadmill. And that's like I have to be watching Netflix.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Do you find that like music helps you at all? Because I know or like any podcasts? I do so when I was running
0: outside before I thought my neighbor was a murderer. <laughs> I would I would listen to podcasts and that would that was good. That would get me through. But I legitimately like my headphones died one time because I was using wireless headphones. My headphones mm-hmm. died one time and I was like, well, guess my run's over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Turn around and walk back.
0: <laughs> uh, not to interrupt you, but I, no, I, no. I, I've said that to people before where I've been like, I just don't have the attention span for it, and they're like, that I don't understand that. I'm like,
2: Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's directly related to ADD or any ADHD or, or or executive functioning deficiencies, I guess. But but yeah, it's definitely something that that I struggled with. I think um, I'm
0: just addicted to stimulus. <laughs> like I think yeah. that I just constantly have to have something <laughs> happening.
2: Yeah, right. Living in the in the twenty first century, um, you know, I feel like we're possibly conditioned to that in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so I I did track and field, I did the 100 meter dash, I did the 4x1 relay, Um, I ran the third leg of that, which is the second corner, Um, so that was really fun, and then I did the 200 meter dash, and I did the high jump, because I love to jump, (laughs) I love to be a rebounder (laughs) in basketball. (laughs) So, my goal as as a, a youth was to be able to dunk by the time I graduated high school, still never.
0: Oh, no, but you can spin the basketball though.
2: Yeah, gotta settle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I did those uh, those events in middle school and through high school. Um, I was one of my crowning achievements in in uh, track and field was that I was the only freshman to make it to New England's.
4: Right.
2: I squeaked by with a a jump of five feet. That was the highest I ever got. <laughs> That's um,
1: better than any other person.
0: That's almost <clears> as <throat> tall as me.
1: <laughs> that pretty much is as tall as me.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm like five foot one. <laughs> that's like if Andrew jumped on your head.
2: Yeah, you'd probably, yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> graze you with, with a, a part of my back or something. I don't know if I could still do it, but yeah. That's
0: what we film and put on the picture. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I'm here for it. I know where there's a mat and uh, we could go to the high school.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Do it. Oh, man.
2: But yeah, that was that was fun. It was definitely something that I was um self-aware of when I cuz we would go um there were only like four or five other athletes who made it to New England as well for other events and there was a dinner that everybody went to and I um I felt very self-conscious and very like I shouldn't be here. I'm not good enough. I'm Aww. like I don't know, I I felt like I didn't have another person who was my age, too. Um, And I think it's kind of intimidating to be in the same caliber, quote, as seniors and juniors um, who have been trying and trying and trying so hard to get to New England's or to get to a higher point in their athletic career, and I had just, like, squeaked by into New England's because there weren't as many people who were doing high jump. Mm-hmm. so um that was a fun experience i got demolished <laughs> when i got to new england <laughs> um which was in massachusetts and uh but that was a fun learning experience it was really cool to be at that yeah. at that meeting yeah. you
1: got to do it when you were a
0: freshman yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and i never did it again <laughs> 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 I was like nope that's too much um So, uh, track and field was definitely fun. It was, it was a nice way to keep me in shape. And then, um, I've been told that by my mom, who was my biggest supporter, that, um, I have a swimmer's body, which I now think that she was probably right because I have some natural athletic ability, but I don't have the head and the, the mental capacity to play basketball at a higher level. Um, I can't think and decide as fast, um... Gotcha. So swimming definitely was something that I wish, going back, I had put more time and effort to and maybe tried to go to a school where I knew I could swim. Um, mm-hmm. But I, in those, in that sport, I did the, uh, the 50 free. Again, couldn't do long distances, didn't have the <laughs> brain capacity. And I did the 50 freestyle, the 50 breaststroke, uh, the 50 butterfly, which was my favorite stroke to do. Cause I think it was the hardest one that people yeah. had told me. And so I was like, I want to do it. I want to, <laughs> I want to be good at that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then Gotta I would a
1: challenge. Yeah. Yes,
2: absolutely. It was a fun challenge too. Um, I, I met some really close friends that I'm unfortunately not friends with anymore. Um, but, but that really helped me to get better at that stroke. And then is I would butterfly do Butterfly this one? That's breaststroke.
0: Yeah. Okay. The
2: one where you start, and then you kind of go up and down, and then you pull it around like this. Okay. That's where you get all your momentum. And then okay. you come up like that. And then Butterfly is the one that you pull from here up, oh. and you're kicking like this with your legs the whole time.
0: Like yeah. a mermaid.
2: Yeah. Exactly like a mermaid. Okay. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's the one. You yeah. we'll put it
0: in fantasy terms. I've got it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then. That's
0: Michael Phelps. You'll
1: see it. Right. That's what I was just (laughs) going to say. Oh, That's
2: that's one of his, like, top... And I think maybe that played into a little bit of why I liked it so much, too, because I remember watching him in the Olympics. Mm Yeah. Um, So, I really enjoyed uh, playing swimming. (laughs) And uh, didn't enjoy getting up really early to go jump in a freezing pool.
0: Oh yeah. That sounds terrible. Mm
2: -mm. And it was outdoor. So it was only in the summertime because I was doing sports and all the other seasons. So it was, yeah, not, not an indoor pool and super Mm -hmm. cold. Um, but I, I was probably in the best shape when I swam. Um, so anyway, um, I stopped all three of those sports, track, swimming, and soccer after high school, and um, one of the the main reasons that I went to the uh, school that I went to for college was because I got recruited. Um, oh. And also, yeah, it was super yeah. fun. When I played AAU in <laughs> high <felt> school.
1: sarcastic.
2: <laughs> what? I'm
1: sure it wasn't, but the way, the way it came
2: off felt sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I definitely didn't pick up on it. Okay. Um... So, in AAU, in high school, we went to these tournaments called, uh, there was a national and a junior national. And I only got to play in the junior national because in the national one, my team actually didn't make it. But I still went to watch an older team play who was the same, like, mm-hmm. got, was coached by the same person. Um, and so, I, I had a couple college scouts looking at me. And one of them was from a D2 school in New York. Um, okay. And one? I really wanted to go. It was a Delphi. Okay. Yep. In Long Island. And I really wanted to go there. But unfortunately, I think because I, um, because I didn't do very well in high school and my grades weren't great. Um, I was passed over because that's something that they, Uh you know, held on to a lot. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to Castleton. Um, my sister also went to Castleton and, um, I felt really comfortable with the campus, not too far from home. And, uh, and I, I thought that it fit pretty nicely. Um, I was also looking at going to SUNY Plattsburgh and mm-hmm. Linden, but I didn't get into SUNY Plattsburgh for, again, academic reasons. Well, and you
1: know, then at least I can't hate you. Yeah. Because my, my college had this huge, it still has this huge rivalry against Plattsburgh
2: they're really go. good a
1: they are so mm-hmm. yeah I went to their rival hockey school so <laughs> oh yeah yep
2: <laughs> hockey's fun too I wish I could have played hockey that would have been really mm-hmm. fun
1: mm-hmm.
2: um so yeah so when I was playing basketball in college um I so skip forward to for like my um My gender and sexuality. Sexuality I had to figure out first in high school. I definitely knew that I had crushes on girls. I didn't really know what to do with that information. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of just shoved that down. You
1: know, like healthy people do. uh
2: Right, right. (laughs) And I I got out some of it, some of my, like, flamboyancy, to put it in an easier term, by doing chorus and chambers in high school. So I was able to kind of, like express that a little bit more and so that helped me to get through because i just didn't want to deal with coming out in high school i didn't want to get bullied i i was getting socially bullied um i kind of vanilla bullied i i like to call it because (laughs) it didn't like hurt me a lot but i could still feel it
3: Uh
2: um so i waited until i graduated from high school to come out And I came out to my best friend. Her name was Dakota in a letter. I handwrote her a letter and I gave it to her and um, gave her a couple days to process because I was super nervous. I didn't want her to reject me. I didn't want her to tell other people. And I knew that she was like kind of bi, but I didn't know how much we were close. And I was like, is this just like a close best friendship or should it be more?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So I I was like, screw it. I'm just going to write her a letter and tell her how I feel. And I followed up with her a couple of days after, and she was like, "Well, I'm not like fully gay, but I like you too." And I was like, <laughs> "Awesome!" So you took that
1: risk, yeah. and it paid off. It That's did. Pay scenario. Yeah.
2: Um, unfortunately, we so we dated for the summer between senior well, year and freshman year. Well, we know that they don't year.
0: end up together. Well, I know, right. but I know the end of that
2: story. <laughs> and the end of my that story was my fault. Um, we, so when we, when I got to college, which I think that was probably the first mistake I made, I got into a relationship right before I was going to a new school and I got there and I ended up cheating on her with, uh, an athlete, uh, one of the women's hockey team or hockey players. And, um, that was a huge learning experience for me just Mm -hmm. about myself and about relationships. And, um, and so Uh, That was sort of how I came out, and then in college, I went fully, like, I don't, (laughs) can I be explicit?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, I was like, I don't like dicks, I don't like (laughs) dudes, I don't even want to, like, hang out with you, I don't want to spend any of my time with you, I was strictly ladies. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that worked really well, I learned a lot about myself, and I learned a lot about good and bad relationships, and, um, and when I was playing basketball, that, that helped me, I think, a little bit, to be able to, like, when I was uncomfortable, I didn't know that that was because I'm trans, I thought it was just because I was really attracted to girls. Mm. Um, so it, it helped me to understand what the differences between gender and sexuality are.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, also, I'm going to try to go a little bit faster because I, I know I'm taking up some time. <laughs> um, so, yes. So I, uh, I started in a really poor relationship with somebody who wasn't in school, who didn't value my values, who didn't think okay. that you know, me getting up and leaving and going to practice felt like a rejection for that person. And so I ended up giving all of my time and energy to that person who ended up cheating on me with my best friend at the time. So that was another huge learning experience for me. And, um, and so I kind of like didn't want to date anybody anymore. And I, I, as that relationship was falling apart, My basketball career was also falling apart and I showed up to practice two times in a row late by like five minutes or less. Um, Second time I showed up, my coach had given me a warning the first time I showed up and walked into practice. My team was already warming up and he said, don't bother, get out of the gym. And my career was effectively over. So that was probably the hardest learning experience I've ever had in my life. That was, yeah. to date, my lowest low. Um, knock on wood. Hope that's the lowest low I ever get. <laughs> mm. But yeah. from oh, there... Yeah, it was really harsh. But I felt like it was a good thing because that rejection led to me actually bringing my grades up and oh,
3: okay.
2: giving a fuck about myself.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: I got out of that relationship and I, um, I jumped into the thing that had kept me going pretty much all through high school, which was theater and choir. And I started singing at Castleton and I really enjoyed that. And then through having to make up credits for my struggling academics, I had to do stagecraft and I had to participate as a crew member for their production of guys and dolls the spring of my senior year. And through that experience, I met, well, I had met my partner before that, but we didn't really, like, clock each other. And so through that show, um, we got to know each other more. Uh, we were singing in the same acapella group. Um, we he, he was in a, a relationship with somebody else. I was also in a re- new relationship with somebody else um, that was kind of on the fritz on the way out. And after, at that cast party, um, we sort of figured out that in some ways we were we were going to be around each other a lot so um
1: around each other that's a really cute way of saying that
2: yeah (laughs) um so i i uh i was like i i want to i want to try this out um i liked how he treated other people when he came over to my apartment um the first thing that caught my eye was we were drinking and he picked up all of his empties and put them in my recycling <laughs> bin and i was oh, like that's, that's what i want i want somebody who's going to do that <laughs> um, and it
1: took all those bad experiences to realize that <laughs> it it
2: really did it's like the smallest things you know that it is that sort of show you what that person is going to be like
0: I remember I was dating this girl once who, like, I I was all, I I was, like, all about her. Um, And then she ate a Pop-Tart in my bed. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm not kidding. I was like, I think I hate her.
2: (laughs) Are you a crumb or a no crumb person in your bed?
0: No crumbs. No like crumbs. how dare you? And and then on top of I maybe she was trying to push me away now that I think of it, but she's eating a Pop Tart in my bed. I'm watching Cake Boss and she changed it to SpongeBob.
2: <gasps> no <laughs> I was Cake like that's bust, it. Spongebob? Yeah,
0: that was the end of
2: our relationship. I'm not joking. That was the end of our you. relationship. Uh, Woof. Okay, sorry. No, I, I really like that. I, that's something I didn't know about you. Don't eat Pop-Tarts in my bed. That's right, yeah, no Pop-Tarts. Okay.
1: It makes
0: me feel bad because I've definitely eaten in your bed before. Have you? I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've even eaten in my bed. Really? Really. <sighs>
1: I really feel like we've, like, watched a movie and ate things on your bed.
0: There, there's a difference. Quick segue. There's <laughs> a difference between, like, sitting on the bed like you're like you're sitting and, and, you know, watching a movie or whatever. Because I do remember in my old apartment. Yeah. My old apartment. Billy lives there now. God yeah. ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in my old apartment, there was no heat anywhere in the apartment except for the bedroom. So that's where I lived. Yep. Gotcha. Um, I had my TV and... and and so, yes, we did. We ate on the bed. There's a difference between sitting and watching a movie and eating on the bed and, like, laying in bed under the covers and eating a Pop-Tart. Like, there are going to be fucking Pop-Tart crumbs in my bed.
1: And that's why we're not dating. <laughs> and that's that's the only
2: reason we're not dating. Can only I ask reason. you a follow-up question to that, then? Yeah. How do you feel about animals being in the bed? Because I know when my sister had dogs, they would get dirt in the bed, and that always drove me up the wall so
0: i this is a sticking point in my current relationship not really because i mean it's been years now (laughs) every day i'm still angry about it no um i loved having kratos in my bed i loved it he would he would like burrow under the blankets and then he would come up and lay his head on the pillow and i'd love Mm -hmm. him so much um but zeb Does not pet hair. He cannot do pet hair. So Mm. no, no, no docs on the bed. Hallie does whatever she wants. Nobody can control her. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. My cat, Halle Berry. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm, that doesn't bother me as much. I just don't want to, like, I'm laying in bed and then I feel like crumbs. Ugh. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's scratchy anyway. I, it was maybe just not a good relationship, but reflecting back on (laughs) it. (laughs) You're looking for an excuse and that was a great one. I was like, that's it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, right. but I mean, recycling bottles. That was yeah. that was what sort of tipped me off to uh, to his core values. Um, we had met each other before at a job that I had worked at a convenience store, and he actually came in with one of his other queer friends and uh, noticed my rainbow tattoo that I have. That's awfully mm-hmm. fading, but um, but had commented on it. So I I sort of knew a little bit about how he made me feel, um, and so. I, uh, after that cast, uh, cast, um, party after the show, uh, my girlfriend at the time was being really manipulative and was trying to get me to come away from the people who I was enjoying spending my time with and didn't trust me and thought that I was cheating. Um, and to me, cheating is a super big no, no. Cause I've already done it once. I'll uh-huh. never do it again. Um, so that was kind of like a trigger. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so I confided in him and he supported me and didn't ever make me feel like I had to leave her to be with him, um, or anything like that. And we sort of naturally just found each other. Um, but I'm so off topic. Um,
1: was there a topic to begin with?
2: I mean, I kind (laughs) of definitely just wanted to like share how I got to realizing that I was A transgender, masculine um, male. And so uh, he had been... Is it okay if I share a little bit about you? He had been transitioning already for about three years and um, very gently and gingerly shared with me about his experiences and gave me the language to be able to identify all of the things that have happened in my life. Wow. And how... It, it really makes sense to me now when I'm a 25-year-old and can actually take steps to um, heal myself Yeah. in ways that I didn't think I would ever be able to feel. Um, another example I'll give you uh, when I was young was um, up on Lake Champlain. I went to a 4th of July party that my family used to go to on a yearly basis. And being a young child, I think I was like 10 or younger at the time, I went to the beach and I took off my shirt and I went into the water with my shorts. <laughs> and my dad came sprinting from the house and <laughs> grabbed me by the arm and was like, you need to put a shirt on. This is absolutely like not okay. Um, completely like pushed that down. Didn't really ask me why I took my shirt off.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just
2: like penalized me right there. Right. Um, which is okay. He and I have talked about it, um, so if he's <laughs> mm-hmm. listening, um, you know, I don't hold any grudges. I don't, you know. He's very supportive of me now, yeah. even. Just um,
1: didn't know. Yeah, right.
2: we both just really, really didn't know at the time. Yeah. Um, so that then leads me to just want to share with everybody that I, I feel like everybody's journey is different and I think that we could use more education and more acceptance for people who are trying to figure out their sexuality especially within the locker room and when I say locker room I mean sort of like the sports idea Um, I've come across a couple YouTubers in my research who specifically take time to go into men's locker rooms and talk about um, you know all sorts of traumatic events that have happened to people who identify in the LGBTQ community and how it's really, there's a lot of hazing and bullying and abuse that happens there, Um, and it's not something that I think coaches are prepped on, and I think that needs to be more part of the conversation. Um, I don't think that people should allow their teams to shower together, Um, men or women or otherwise. Um, yeah, there's
1: so many problems. So with many that. problems. Right?
2: Yeah, and I think that go that that opens up like you're saying like a bigger umbrella um, yeah. idea, but that for me was the biggest place where I was the most uncomfortable, um, and I would get asked the most questions about who I liked and who I didn't like because nobody else was ever, there weren't any adults really around mm. to mediate and to. To try, uh yeah, like facilitate? Yeah, facilitate. yeah, facilitate. That's the word I was gonna say. Yeah, um, it's
1: just none of that sounds good or feels
2: good hearing. No. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, I I think that that is where we can use our experiences to help those who are coming up behind us, mm-hmm. sort of like that trailblazing idea um, that you know. Girls shouldn't be able to um, to bully like that, and so shouldn't boys, and um, so shouldn't anybody. You know, whether you identify as gay, straight, bi, lesbian, trans, queer, like we should we should be treating each other with kindness. Um, and uh, it's really hard to do that yeah. when there's not a lot of conversation around it.
1: Right. Yeah. The ex- ed- education around that. I think, I personally think in my own, um, cis hetero life, um, viewpoint uh, it is the sticking point is that, you know, it's an other that they don't know about because nobody's teaching them. Mm-hmm. So where if everybody was willing to talk about it and while they talked about it, not be feeling uncomfortable, which the kids pick up on, then it, some of those things could be lessened pretty easily and quickly I think yeah so but
2: yeah
0: definitely yeah
2: I want to leave this conversation also um, or my contribution with a question of what do you all think about it's kind of a radical idea but about eliminating boys and girls sports and just having sports
0: I've thought that for a while. Like, I know that when I was in high school a girl wanted to try out for the football team at MMU and um and that was like such a radical thing. And and she did. She she played on the on the boys' football team. But like it why is it boys? Like just you know, she played on the football team. Um, I do I could see some of the issue coming from there are biological differences. Right. Um, and I could see some of the issue being that May like cis males will get favored because of their natural athletic ability in some cases. Yeah, um. I think my
1: thoughts on that is that you know a lot of schools don't have the money to be able to have both a male and female team. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like the school I went to, there was only a girls volleyball team. There was only a boys football team. Ugh. So, which means that if you wanted to play one or the other, but you weren't the assigned gender, right. you were out of luck, which I think, you know, especially in those situations, you need to let everybody in if mm-hmm. you, it's the only time you're accepting anybody to be able to play those sports.
0: Right. Um, no, I, I think that I think that if there were... Not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. I think that if there were some way to, to ensure like an equitable system, I think that that would be ideal. It would reduce anxiety. People wouldn't have to worry about, like, do I try out for the boys' team? Do I try out for the girls' team? Or, man, I really want to play football, but that's a boy sport. Mm-hmm. I think that especially now, I mean, we're, I know that we're working really hard to kind of challenge those gender roles. Um, so I think that sports is kind of a natural progression in that.
2: How do you think the coaches could play into that of like, cause I know that I would have liked to have my coach, especially in college, just take some more time to like learn about me. And I know mm-hmm. that coaches have, I'm not going to lie. I think they have favorites. I know they have favorites. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, seen me. it.
3: You're right. But,
2: um, you know, how do, how do you tackle that while also making sure that they are supporting everybody? because a lot of kids fall through the cracks as we see a lot in yeah. our jobs
0: implicit bias training I think that implicit bias training mandated for anybody who works with people um, <laughs> but je- but children people who are responsible for leading a team especially uh-huh. um, anybody who's who's in charge of picking people for anything uh-huh. um, I think that they should have to have to, undergo like an implicit bias training to be more aware of their own bi- biases mm-hmm. yeah because when
1: you're aware you're having an easier time right making yeah. a conscious shift but
2: it's something i talk about a lot with my therapist and i <laughs> have gone through uh sessions with him that i decide that i do want to reach out to my college coach and talk to him and let him know but he uh-huh. also still I'm, I'm fearful that he will just like brush me off he won't even care you know he's got his job he's got his money he's got his you know comfortable spot so why should he change um, and I, I've wrestled with reaching out to him and letting him know my story and letting him know how he um, I mean he he tore me down but he also gave me the opportunity to build myself back up
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thinking about it through that, like fear of rejection, the like the the steps that we were reading, like, is there something is there something that you might get out of that interaction, even if he doesn't respond the way that you expect him to? Or, well, no, you are expecting him to respond unfavorably. But even if you don't get what you want or need from that, is there something that you could still get from it that would be valuable? Mm.
2: I don't know. I feel like I would get the satisfaction that I actually let him know that his actions affected me in a negative way to some extent. Uh-huh. Um and I would want him to to think twice maybe about taking the time out of his day to spend with his players because he didn't really do that a lot. It was always yeah. the assistant coach's job or the GA's job. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. But well, I I don't know. I hope I hope that you can figure that out. Mm, me too. <laughs> Someday. Um yeah. Do we want to talk about wins?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. So uh <laughs> I went first for You did my go fails. first. Do you want do you wanna start or do you want me to start?
2: Um I'm fine with starting. Okay. So a win for me, is it for the, the same like a week? This week sure. was a win, or are we doing general wins?
1: Uh, week, month. Within the last month.
2: Yep. Okay. All right. Um, um, a win for me was... Uh, last month, I got my acceptance letter from my insurance company
0: <gasps> to nice. approve
2: my top surgery.
0: Yes. That's but awesome.
2: I had gotten rejected numerous times before that, and I did not. I was gonna say, conceive.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. awesome, good for you, mm-hmm. good for you. I've heard a lot of horror stories about that, so
0: it's tricky. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you finally
0: got it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I guess my win. I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to piggyback off of my fail and say that my win is that last night I, I did set limits with myself. And I said, no more, no more checking the results. And I worked on my rice pillows that I'm selling. <laughs> I'm, I decided. To I like sell how this. you stood up a little straighter. <laughs> I'm, I'm so very proud of yourself. <laughs> um, I decided to sell these, these little rice pillows, um, like little lap pillows. And I've been really excited about how much interest I've gotten in them. And it's fun, even though I fight with my sewing machine and, and sometimes I want to throw it in the garbage can. Um, I do really enjoy sewing
2: that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah I, I also miss
1: sewing um not that I was ever good at it um <laughs> or as I tell others I'm still practicing um <laughs> oh gosh I have done better to be more of an adult by not eating out five times a week because where I live I am surrounded by places that are within walking distance for me to go out to eat to. Plus, everybody delivers. Mm -hmm. So, and I drive by a lot of them on my way home. (laughs) So, because I have an hour commute, my partner has an hour commute, it's real easy just to say, I'll grab something on the way home. Yeah. (laughs) So, we've been doing pretty good this week. Awesome. Good for
2: you. Yeah. Thank I'm you.
1: probably going to get fast food tonight. <laughs> you know, I got to be better just, like, you know, once a week. Yeah. Once a week is fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we have a real problem because we just get, we're so tired. Yeah. Commute, our commutes suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. So, if I was better at, like, prepping on the weekend, mm-hmm. like, it was great because I made a giant thing of chili Wednesday
3: mm-hmm.
1: and
0: spend my lunch all week which yep. means I don't go out to like McDonald's yep. for lunch so I do meal prep for lunches which does make me feel like an adult yes yeah. I need to do better at the meal prep but um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lead us out is that okay is that cool with everybody yeah, yeah. Um, so we want to say we want to say a thank you a huge thank you to Andrew for coming um, this has been really exciting and I'm, I'm actually like really stoked to drop this episode because I think people are going to love it um thank you to shutter as always for being our sound engineer and making us like actually sound good um thank you to jacob hurd brunell for our logo definitely go check out his instagram there's a link to it um thank you to nick wood for our for our music we will definitely put up some of his work um for you guys to listen to because he's a musician (laughs) um so so you should listen to his actual music um, and to please don't forget that we have Patreon, uh, we have three, five, and ten dollar tiers. There are definitely cool things. If you're a three dollar subscriber, we've got, um, early access to episodes. This would be a good one to start on. Yeah. Um, except you'll miss it because it's already November. I already um, plugged it
1: on Facebook. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, the five dollar one, you get bonus content, which is extra long episodes with, like, some of the funny shit that we say. Um, and then also like we do, we do some cool stuff sometimes last, last month we made a uh, creepy terrariums, some sem- terrariums. Yes. Yes. I will show you a picture, Andrew, yeah. when we're done of how these turned out. And then our, our $10 level, really exciting. Um, we, we have a, an ask me anything option, but, um, more exciting than that. We have a free, uh, yoga with Melissa Cox. Um, So if you are a ten dollars subscriber, you get uh, a monthly yoga from a yoga professional. Um, And on that note, we are we are sponsored by the gymnasium, so we will have a promotion for that coming soon. Yeah. Um, That's it. That's all I've got. Okay. Well, thank you, China.
1: Thank you, Katie.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Katie. Thank you guys so much for having me. Bye. Bye.